What's up, guys? I'm Cora. And I'm Sharon. And this is Learning on the Job, a podcast for moms. Join us as we talk about our highs and lows and everything in between on this journey of motherhood. And welcome back to the podcast. Cora, how has your week been? Um, my week has been good so far. Um, Chris is actually, his schedule is getting back to normal. So this was an interesting week because he actually had part of his old schedule and part of his new schedule. So he got Monday and Tuesday off and then he worked yesterday and today. And so today's his Friday and he has tomorrow and Saturday off. So we were able to get some extended family time this week, which is nice. That's good. And y'all are going to the zoo tomorrow? No, I don't think we're going to actually go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you told me you weren't going, and that was the part I never got to tell you. But we were. We decided that if you guys weren't going to go, we weren't going to go. <laughs> I'll talk to Jake. We might be able to go, just kind of depending on the time. Um, it also depends on how hot it is tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. We'll find something to do if not. We just were like, <laughs> do we want to go tomorrow? And then I was like, well, I already asked Sharon if they wanted to go. And so Chris said, well, if they want to go, then we'll go. But (laughs) if not, then we just won't go. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, so what what about you? What have you had going on this week? Um... What have I had going on this week? Well, Jenny got her ears pierced. Jenny did get her ears pierced, and that that was fun. Um, she cried and screamed louder than I've ever really heard her cry and scream before. Oh, yeah. But uh, she... So they did her vaccinations as well. So they pierced her ears first, and then they gave her her shots. Yeah, because you went to the pediatrician's office. Yes, to get it. I was very thankful that our pediatrician actually does it in office. So we just went ahead and did that, and then whenever they finished, she was crying, and I she was wearing a onesie. I just think onesies are so much easier for the pediatrician because I don't have to like get her fully dressed and everything again. I can just zip the onesie up. So I put it on her to where it was like on her upper body and I just had her legs sticking out so then they could give her her shots in her legs. And then once we were done, I just tucked her legs and zipped it all the way up. And then uh, I, I comforted her a little bit. By the time we were walking out, she was perfectly fine smiling she like she looked a little upset like what just happened Mm -hmm. but she was smiling and she was fine i put her in the car seat in the car and she was playing with her toys and we were good well that's great and now she's got cutie little flowers on her ears yeah so that's fun well um should we just get into today's topic or yeah Let's go. It's a little bit more of a serious one today, um, and I think it's something I'm not going to say all moms deal with, but I think a lot of moms deal with, and it's not something that's really talked about that much. Definitely not enough, um, and not in the right ways, and um, we are talking about postpartum, and that mean whether that be postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety... I know women, some people get postpartum rage. Um, There's a lot of feelings and emotions that can take hold of you um, after having a baby. And that's really just what we want to have a conversation about today. Yeah, and I 
I think it's talked about more now with social media and just like there's a lot of younger moms and see people now are talking a lot more about mental health and everything so I think that it's on the rise being talked about more but I actually think that in the coming years like in the next decade I think the numbers of women who are affected by this might go up and not necessarily in a bad thing but in the sense that more people are going to be reporting it and seeking help whereas the statistics that you and I found that we have I just think that a lot of the lesser cases just go unreported because people don't know how to find help they don't know that there's anything wrong or they they just kind of like wait it out and go with it and Oh, I 100% agree with that. And I think it all comes down to, yeah, just the fact that this isn't something that society really talked about. And instead, they just continued to push this idea that motherhood should be this joyful time. And you're, you know, obviously, you're so thankful and blessed, which you are, but your women just aren't really allowed to complain about. Um, what they're doing especially in regards to their children like that's even from other women that's been like frowned upon like you know talking about having a hard time with your children um so it's hard for women to get help it's hard for women to get help with mental health in general um so I definitely think it's an important conversation to have um and I, I know it's something that you and I have both struggled with yeah we have I think you and I both have struggled and are still currently struggling with both depression and anxiety yeah what has your experience been like because I know that you didn't really I guess realize it at first that you felt like that's what it was Um, so so what's that been like for you so first I had bad baby blues um which is a little different and we'll we'll go over the differences but I had baby blues at the very beginning so emotional all the hormones and i think baby blues are very common um just because all of the hormones are leaving your body and like everything's kind of all jacked up oh yeah and so i was like an emotional wreck every little thing kind of just would set me off same but uh that kind of stopped around a little around two weeks which is the average Mm -hmm. um so around two weeks i felt more like myself just tired and I'd say that I probably experienced uh, postpartum depression f- uh, maybe around two months, but I didn't know. I was one of those people who I didn't think it was depression. I didn't think it was anything. I thought that I was just tired, um, but I, I kept monitoring it, and I would just have these days where it would just be a bad day, and it was almost like baby blues but it was just like every little thing would set me off i was overly tired um i was overly emotional didn't want to do anything and like everything that jenny did that was an inconvenience just kind of upset me and everything jake did upset me so i finally went to my doctor and just told her and she put she put me on medication for it um And so I decided to go ahead and do that. And I got a three-month dosage of it. And I'm not even through the first month. 
yet, but... How do you feel like it... Do you feel like it's working for you? I I think so. I think I've only really had one bad day since I've started the medication. And so I think it's helping. Um, after the three months, I'd like to try to get off of it and see if I feel better. Um, but yeah, I was just... I was one of those people who really didn't think that I had anything wrong. But um, I talked to my doctor because... I think the biggest thing is the questionnaires that they give you at the doctor's office and the pediatrician and everything. They're so extreme. And those there's definitely those cases out there, but I didn't have any like I didn't want to harm myself. I never wanted to shake my baby or be upset at my baby. Like yeah, I was frustrated with inconveniences, but I still have those days like sometimes when I'm frustrated and Ginny's crying and I'm trying to get stuff done. I'm sure you can relate to that. Like, oh just, yeah. Like it, it's just it's just a little frustrating, but it's not making me mad. Well, that's good. Um, what about you? Well, so for me, depression and anxiety is something that I've always struggled with. Um, even when I was a kid, I didn't realize that was what I was struggling with. But reflecting back as an adult after getting help, um, I can see now, obviously, that it was. And so going into pregnancy or like finding out that I was pregnant and going into motherhood, I, that was something I was always very wary of was, was this something that was going to affect me? Um, Because obviously I had a lot of anxiety, you know, during the pregnancy and everything, but I just have a lot of anxiety in general. So, so when I first had the baby, I definitely also experienced the baby blues. Um, at first, it came in the form of just so much awe and emotion, um, a lot of bliss because I was so thankful to have her. And, you know, my husband had similar feelings. We were just so overjoyed and it was just a beautiful time. Um, but, you know, within a couple of days, that time, joy while it was still there would quickly you know turn to panic um was very concerned about her breathing and just very concerned about everything and everything would bring me to tears um to the point where you know my husband would just be telling me that he was going to go like work on something and I was just afraid to be by myself for a moment and I'd start welling up and um yeah it was hard, you know. He checked on me a lot, uh, and once that passed, it, it did feel significantly better. Um, the baby blues are just a whole other thing. Those hormones really do just overtake your entire body, and I was ready for it to be over. Because that, coupled with a traumatic birth experience, I was really not doing well. I was feeling a lot of emotions, Um so there was just a lot going on in my mind that I could never turn off. Yeah. But going, you know, 
following up with that, um, it just, the anxiety uh, definitely never really went away. And while it did get better, I definitely could tell that, you know, there was a next level anxiety um, going on in my body that was more so than anything I'd ever experienced before. Um, and the first time I talked about it with my doctor was at my eight week appointment. And they, well, first of all, I got put on birth control and I got put on a different type of birth control than previously because obviously my previous birth control wasn't very effective uh, as <laughs> the result of a baby. Um, so that was going to put some new hormones in my body. And on top of that, um, so basically what they suggested to me was to get put on some medication. Um, now, the doctor that I had been working with uh, all throughout my pregnancy, she actually took a leave of absence and ended up going to a different hospital um, and or just moving in general um, with her family right after my child was born. So this follow-up appointment that I was having was somebody that I'd never talked to before. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really having a great conversation with her to begin with. Um, we just didn't seem to vibe well. But that was like, I was trying to express to her these feelings. And the, the first thing that she said to me was, you know, just that she thought I should be put on some medication. Um, but I, you know, obviously I've suffered from depression and anxiety a lot, so I've been put on a lot of medications before, and some of them have been effective, and some of them have been very ineffective, particularly um, antidepressants, which is what she wanted to put me on, and I've had some really bad experiences with antidepressants. So that just wasn't, didn't feel like the right answer for me, especially with the fact that I was already at that appointment putting new hormones in my body. I just don't really like the idea of putting multiple new things in your body you just have no idea you just really have no idea what to differentiate you know so um i said no to that but i did express that i wanted to uh, get into some some therapy and so she referred me to someone so that i could get in touch with talking to someone and basically um, the hospital had a, like a postpartum, like counseling follow-up. So I, you know, I had somebody call me a couple of times and that was helpful. Um, and they do that for like the first six months, um, oh, that's good. to like, yeah, to check in with you. And so I did have someone to like have some, not regular, but you know, once every two weeks, just a quick check-in, uh, to see how I was doing and... That was my kid in the background, um, being adorable as usual. She's singing. Yeah. Uh, but, but that was the thing, though, was just like, you know, and that, that's the thing is, like, everything around me, I, I was thankful for my situation, and a lot of it was stressful because I have, you know, a somewhat stressful situation. I both work from home and I take care of my child. That's a lot to put on a person at once. Um, but I was just constantly overwhelmed, constantly anxious. I never felt like I could turn my brain off. I mean, there were days where I just felt like it was just like static electricity up there, just or like a million TVs, you know, and the hamster wheel is always spinning. Like whatever analogy you want, you want to use, it felt like all the analogies at once at my brain, and 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 it just. It was leading me to not feel like I could accomplish anything. I'd spend so many days just 
sitting on the couch or sitting in the playpen with Claire because that was like all that I could muster up the energy to do was like the the minimum things to take care of my child and everything else just felt like it was so unnecessary, so secondary, or not even that unnecessary because I wanted to do these things. That's the thing about depression and I think especially postpartum is you want to do these things, but you just can't seem to like make yourself do them. So, um, you know, just as I've seen that in myself more and more, I've been working on trying to find a more steady um, therapist, somebody that I can talk to. And then as far as medication goes, I think I also um, maybe would, wouldn't mind seeing a more, trying a more holistic approach to it. Yeah. Um, just, like I said, antidepressants don't feel like they're for me, but um, they're, you know, more natural remedies that I'm not opposed to. So Yeah. So we've talked both about depression and anxiety. But what is the difference to you? I feel like we've mainly been talking about the depression part of it. Um, Because I know for me, they both feel very different. And I don't think antidepressants really help with the anxiety that I have. Um, Yeah. I mean, for me, the depression part of it is the part where I'm so overwhelmed I can't get off the couch. Mm -hmm. I'm so... The part where, you know, I have trouble, I don't want to say getting motivation, but, like, taking care of myself, doing things that make me happy, you know, the part where you don't recognize yourself and you don't feel like yourself. That identity outside of being a mom. Yeah, well, and I mean, and everyone, these are things that every mom deals with, but, you know, I think you, if it feels weird to you, more so than the typical ebbs and flows of life then it's something worth looking into yeah whereas the anxiety part of it at least for me is i mean a lot of it is physical it you know i make my stomach upset my head hurt uh, my heart race um my my bones ache um you can't get your brain to shut off it affects your sleep patterns Um, it affects your eating patterns and I mean so can depression too so I think it's really important just to talk to a doctor and yeah really talk to them and and find one that works for you like if you don't feel like you're getting the right answers if you don't feel like you're you're satisfied from your visit like you left there feeling like something was accomplished then you know keep trying Mm mm-hmm I agree um but I know we talked a lot of you know at the beginning about baby blues and yeah those are typically um the first two weeks of motherhood that they take place and like 70 to 80 percent of new moms experience this yes it's very common um but I wanted to read from the Mayo Clinic. One second, I'm going to pull it up. Um, just some specific differences in case you're wondering, like, what the difference is. Here, I'm going to find it. So, some of the symptoms of baby blues specifically. Um, 
now granted you're going to see a lot of these be the same but think about the first two weeks and then going past that and if you still experience a lot of these things so in those first two weeks you're likely to experience mood swings anxiety sadness irritability feeling overwhelmed crying reduced concentration appetite problems and trouble sleeping but as time goes on um and up to a year after birth sometimes later you could have more depressed or mo more of a depressed mood or severe mood swings excessive crying difficulty bonding with your baby withdrawing from family and friends loss of appetite more than usable usual inability to sleep or sleeping too much overwhelming fatigue or loss of energy reduced interest and pleasure in activities you used to enjoy intense irritability and anger fear that you're not a good mother hopelessness feelings of worthlessness shame guilt or inadequacy diminished ability to think clearly concentrate or make decisions that's one that i struggle with the most um restlessness severe anxiety and panic attacks thoughts of harming yourself or your baby and reoccurring thoughts of death or suicide um so i think you know that is a really good list of you know things that are a little different than some of the run-of-the-mill feelings that you mm -hmm. feel as a mother another one that's not on there that is a big one is intrusive thoughts uh, which I personally experience. I think those are the most awful because, you know, I'm. there'll be thoughts like, you know, you're just walking down a flight of stairs and you think, what if I just tripped right now and the baby just fell out of my arms and bounced its head on every stair and bashed I, its head into the wall? Yeah, that's exactly what I have. Like, all the anxiety that I have, aside from, like, normal anxiety of just trying to get everything done and just function all like i every time we do anything it's always i'm walking down the stairs and what if i were to just trip and fall or i'm walking out to the car and what if like a car were to just come speeding down the road and just like crash into the car before i can get in there and my like it hits my baby when i'm driving down the road and i'm going through a green light i'm like what if a car just runs this red light and t-bones my car and kills my kid yeah not me but my kid well and then i've also like i've i've had near accidents where like people are being dumb they'll cut me off or something like that or somebody like i mean we travel to houston frequently so i-10 is i i hate driving down i-10 because there's so many people and like the speed limit is 75 so majority of people are going 80 to 90 and there's a bunch of 18 wheelers and so sometimes people aren't paying attention and they start to like merge into the other lane and like oh there's just, accidents up and down there all the time for yeah sure. like there's things like that just happen and there's been several times where jake and i have almost gotten into an accident just because somebody's not paying attention or somebody's doing something thankfully we are both very cautious drivers and we watch everything. Um, I'm not saying we're, we're perfect, but I mean, we, we've seen this. And so like we are able to slow down or get ourselves out of the situation. Yeah. But 
it's crossed my mind like what what would i do like what if this car is what if this car were to hit me and the thoughts crossed my mind that like i'd probably like jump to the back seat to try to cover Ginny up and like yeah. just like launch myself back there i well and i think that's not um an uncommon thing you know obviously especially in like heavy traffic and stuff like that for moms to worry about um but it's just why well, no we're walking by a body of water what if she slips out of my arms and falls into this water and drowns or what if she just suffocates in her bed tonight like what yeah. if she just stops breathing like it's just constant i have to i and it's almost like an ocd like compulsive like disorder thing because i think to myself if i don't go into her room like you know i'll put her to bed around seven or eight and then i go to bed you know anywhere between 10 and midnight but i have it like ingrained in my mind that if I don't go in there and check on her and just make sure she's breathing that something bad's going to happen while I'm like she's sleeping and I'm yeah. not going to know so every night I'm compelled I've there's been nights where I've like realized I didn't go do it I'm like almost asleep and I've sprung up out of bed just to go check on her make sure she's breathing even though I know she's fine even though I have a camera I could check on her but I just have to and I and that's just not I, I'm not normal I know it's not um I know that there's something more going on there so i'm working on it um trying to take steps but um, mostly just trying to talk about it because yeah every time i do talk about it like on my tiktoks or whatever um there's a lot of women that go through this and i don't think that we have given each other the grace and support to talk about it in the past so i really think it's important that mothers of today especially with everything we have going on in the world that we are able to openly talk about our struggles and these feelings um and you shouldn't feel ashamed of them yeah and i mean you and i've talked about healthcare before and we've talked about just all these different things that society puts on us and with how much like we have a whole month dedicated to mental health awareness and we just we have all this stuff and it's almost like society's trying to say like we do care but i feel like if if it was really that if if it was really that big of an issue to y'all if society really did care if the government cared they would do something to where it was more accessible to everyone like the fact that someone like me I chose medication over therapy and I've just I've never gone to therapy because I feel not that it's an inconvenience but it's too hard for me to access it like I don't have the extra funds to do mental it mental health is a privilege in America yeah it that's shouldn't the be. unfortunate truth is if you want to be a mentally stable person in America you probably need money for so many reasons but if you're struggling to begin with, if you were born with mental health struggles, if you don't have money, you're going to be all the more less off in yeah. America because they don't care about, they just care about what you can do for them and how you're going to continue to make the machine work. Yeah, and I just, they're, like, you... It's just one of those things, like, I sometimes wish that I lived in a different country solely for the fact that I see and hear all these other people talking about how insulin is free because it's something that people need. Therapy, things for mental health, 
they're all of that they're accessible and affordable at minimum yeah like some stuff is free because like things that people need like insulin like i said in other countries a lot of that is free um or like, at least like covered completely by healthcare because they have that what like universal healthcare or whatever and anything else like they it's it's more accessible and i just i wish that we had something like that but it's it's obviously not the case and there's nothing that i can do about it no well and the worst part is is like the other joke of it all is like in america you if you have something known as a pre-existing condition basically something you're born with they basically tell you that you can't have insurance for it because it's a pre-existing condition they'll only insure something that happens to you like after you've already signed up for health insurance so i mean yeah it's just that happens a lot with mental health um it's like oh well you have this is something that you've complained to doctors about for years so obviously it's something that you struggle with so why would we pay for it because it needs to get fixed. Yeah, it's like, like oh, it I don't know, because you're the person that's supposed to help me pay my medical bills, I thought. Uh, I guess that's what I was paying this insurance for. But I guess if my main problem is my mental health and it's affecting my physical health and everything else, like, I don't know, it's whatever. But, I mean, I think that you're right, though, that we are going to see at least more conversations about it. Um, I don't know how long it'll take to see change. Um, I think that, you know, stuff like postpartum and women's mental health, I think that that's going to be, I want to say, I'd love to say it'll be like a sooner thing, but it's just like they don't even give women good health care for having the baby like maternity leave is like a joke in this country as we've talked about so it just feels like i mean if they don't even let you have time off <clears throat> for having the baby or having surgery to have the baby they really don't care how the baby is making you feel yeah you know that's how they look at it Um, you know, it's hard to say because I think all the time that if I just didn't have to work that it would be so much easier because it's just so hard to take care of a baby full time like she is. Uh, it's so hard to take care of a baby full time because every day she needs my attention just a little more. She needs my focus just a little more. Um, and my job in particular, like I've said before, is a lot of attention to detail, detail, but I mean, I don't know what job isn't to, you know, to some extent, especially if it's a work from home job, because you're likely on a computer. So, yeah. um, you have to focus on what you're doing and, um, yeah, it's just a big stressor, but, uh, I don't know if like I would have been able to stay home with her longer if that would have helped. I mean, if I was still staying home with her, maybe, but yeah, I just, it's hard to say. Um, I think I was always going to struggle on some aspect. Maybe I'd have less to feel guilty about. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's hard to say. Okay, so I wanted to... It's a little bit of a surprise, but we talked about doing this segment before, and I felt like this would be a good episode to kind of introduce this and do it on. So, um, the segment is what I'm into right now, or what I'm into this week, whatever. And we've kind of talked about how postpartum has caused us to not enjoy a lot of the things that we they used to bring us joy not like doing some of the stuff we did before and so I just kind of wanted us to say and talk a little bit about what we have found that we enjoy doing outside of being a mom what has brought us joy whether it's something new or something that we used to do before so I'll go first um this is something that I liked doing beforehand and I've recently just kind of gotten back into it and I feel like it really kind of calms my mind but I really like to crochet and uh I actually just finished I made a baby lovey I crocheted a little lovey and it's a little dog and it's not super big but it uh I think it's really cute and so I figured I can make some of those they're fairly easy to do and it's something that like I said it 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 kind of keeps my mind busy and just kind of calm. I don't know. It's To me, it's very calming. I really enjoy it. I've actually joined crochet groups on Facebook where we do swaps um, every month. And so I'm in one where we do, like, it's a dishcloths. So we just, like, make little washcloths out of, like, we just crochet them out of cotton yarn and put together a little care package and swap them every month. Then I actually joined another one where they're prayer squares. Um, So you do like little granny squares. And one thing I want to do with those is once I get enough, I want to make a little like Afghan out of all the squares that have been sent to me. And I, I think that one's really interesting because you get matched with other people in the group and um, you tell each other, what's something that you're going through or like just if you have a prayer request and so I'll have a quilt of all these different squares that people made for me with like prayers that they did for me and that's so cute I think that would be a lot of fun and I think that also kind of gives me interaction with other people who like they're they're not, I, I need interaction outside of the mom community I love it and I love talking about all this stuff I mean we made a whole podcast for it but since I don't go to work I don't get interaction with a lot of other people and so I think that this kind of gives me interaction with other people about something else other than just motherhood so it uh it's been a lot of fun and I I enjoy it well that's really cool I love that um you know um I don't know if everyone knows but one thing that Sharon and I both have in common is we both do just love to uh, craft and hand make things. So working with our hands is something that we've always really enjoyed. I know um, you and I both share this, but obviously I love to make resin items. So that's something that I like to do in my free time. Um, I've had less of it these days and I do a little bit less just because of the logistics and the safety of it. Um, but recently, you know, made some dog tags and 
hair clips and uh, little coasters, things like that. So definitely understand that. Um, I'd say something that I've been into. Now, this is something I've been into for a while now before I got pregnant, but definitely has been something that helps get me out of my mind Mm -hmm. since the beginning um, of Claire's life, really. I've been super into it is... I am obsessed with the TV show Big Brother. <laughs> um, and if you don't watch it and you like strategy or you like drama or you like just learning things about people and watching other people just like live their lives, um, it's it's a it's a ride. Um, there's a million seasons, so I watched a bunch of them on Paramount. I started getting into it over the pandemic, but um, I just I like the fact that when the show is on, it has live feeds 24/7. So there's basically at any point in time, which is great when you're a mom and like either the baby's keeping you up at night or you have like insomnia like I do and you need to like get out of your head for a while after everybody goes to sleep. I would just like turn on the Big Brother live feeds and see whatever they were talking about, strategizing about how they're going to position themselves into power and send somebody home um, because every week somebody gets sent home um, and just whatever the drama is, sometimes there would be all-out fights and you get to see them taking place live. They're not, like, edited by, you know, CBS or whatever. So that's always, like, really fun. And it has a whole community within itself, um... So I spend a lot of time uh, chatting with other people that are obsessed with Big Brother on the um, their Reddit page and also on Twitter. Um, Big Brother Canada just wrapped up, so that was a big, fun time. It was a really, really good season, so there was a lot to talk about. And I've even started to um, get in touch with uh, Big Brother people that do, like, podcasting and stuff, so... Since I've obviously been getting more and more into podcasting, um, I've been really trying to branch that out. And so I recently just did an interview with this other really cool um, podcasting network that they actually do like exit interviews with the players and things like that. Awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, Hoping to, in the next season, get into it even more. I'm thinking of even making like another like maybe TikTok page to try and like talk about Big Brother and find other people (laughs) that are interested in it. Um, So they have a new season in July, July 6th. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely recommend it. You you won't regret it. I've actually never watched Big Brother. Oh, it's so fun. And you like um, shows. I mean, I'm trying to think of like a show. Like I've watched The Circle. I've watched uh, Love Love is Blind. You would love Big Brother because it's similar to the circle and, like, the strategy sense and, like, the people, like, talking to each other and trying to create, like, alliances. That's, like, really big in Big Brother. So, and then, um, you know, talking, you think that you're, this person's aligned with you, but they're actually aligned That sounds a lot like Survivor. Oh, yeah. Jake and I, we got really into Survivor when I was pregnant. And then especially after Ginny was born, we, uh... We were watching Survivor, like, 
all the time and especially like right after she was born i was i would be up in the middle of the night and stuff feeding her and i would just have survivor on and that was one thing that jake and i really liked oh yeah so that's where my obsession started actually was survivor (laughs) um chris's family always watched survivor but we started we started watching it together in like 2018 and then i decided i was gonna really dive in and i saw every season and then i was like all over the survivor page and the other the podcasters that i talk with um they also watch survivor because they're like they go hand in hand um this one big podcast that i love it's called rob has a podcast and it's by this guy um that he created the whole like network uh rob sesterino and he was um on survivor um He's the other Rob, not Boston Rob, but the other one. The other one. And uh, (laughs) and I think he, I want to say he got like fifth place on his season. I can't quite remember. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so now he has a whole network and they do um, all these Survivor uh, podcasts, but then there's this other guy, Taryn Armstrong, that handles all the Big Brother content and he does like daily updates and it's great. Um, My favorite survivor is Rupert, like hands down. Oh, Chris <laughs> loves Rupert. <laughs> Jake he, and I love such him. A, he's such a great, great guy. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely. Oh, yeah, Claire agrees. Claire also really loves Hay Bear, so she's freaking out right now. Yeah. Because I've got silent Hay Bear on the TV. I will say, like, one, uh, one thing I just wrapped up was uh, Netflix released the newest season of Working Moms. Oh, you know, I have not seen that show, but it's been recommended to me. You definitely need to watch it. It is, I feel like we, so I actually started watching it before I was even pregnant, and I, I thought it was really interesting, and then once I got pregnant, and obviously now that I have Jenny, I just relate to it so much. I'm so sure, I'm so sure that I would, but... Yeah, I, I really think that you would like it, and it's it's really funny, and then I think there's like four or five seasons out, so you can yeah. like binge the whole thing. And they're quick episodes, right? <laughs> they're very quick. Um, they're not long seasons, but I mean, they have like quite a few episodes, and I think they're very entertaining. Well, I think that... Since we're getting closer to the end, why don't we go ahead and talk about our oh shits and oh yeahs for the week? I agree. Uh, You can go first this time. Sounds good. So, well, I I personally think that my oh shit and my oh yeah is the same. So (laughs) it is an oh yeah because my beautiful baby girl is starting to stand solo. She can completely stand up. Um, and stand there for a good amount of time. She is even thinking about trying to go forward. She just hasn't quite figured it out yet. She kind of falls forward, but she like really pushes herself. So she is going to be walking. I, 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 I want to say any day now, but I don't want to jinx it. So I don't think it's all that far. It's going to be, it's literally the next step is steps. So, but that's also an oh shit because Gosh, I just sat in the playpen with her yesterday and just hugged her and said, stop growing up and like cried a little bit. The playpen's um, not going to be big enough too much longer. Well, I've already extended it because we had um, more of these little um, parts to it. Mm-hmm. So I extended it a little bit so it's bigger. But I mean, she's going to she's gonna want out of it more and more so. And she's going to be running around here and I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, I don't... <laughs> I feel like I just don't even really know what I'm in for, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Well, this summer will be a fun one. Oh, definitely. Um, I've said it before, but you know, like we're going on this trip in a few weeks to West Virginia, and 
I've I've had two like really clear dreams about Claire and the first one came true when I was pregnant I dreamt of Claire and I saw her face in my dream and when I saw her in real life that's what she looked like and I said I dreamt you but the another dream that I have so clear as day is of her running in a field like down the side of a mountain in West Virginia and it's three weeks from now but I still somehow feel like it's going to be a real truth so I guess we'll have to see but yeah I think she'll be baby's getting so big I know already almost 10 months I know well what about you so my oh shit is a bit of a sad one but I found out this morning on my way over here actually that my great-grandmother passed away uh early this morning so sorry Sharon it's okay I, I today was her 88th birthday as well but she lived a long life um my great-grandpa passed her husband passed away on may 4th so just about a month ago and so she's she's at home with him now they're back together i we we also come i mean they're my great-grandparents i i was fortunate enough that i was born with a bunch of great-grandparents but unfortunately one of the downsides to that is i have to say goodbye to them and so it's it's a bittersweet moment but we all we all knew it was going to happen at some point because i mean with how old she was and how close her and my grandpa were uh when this happens uh the second spouse just doesn't seem to last that long once the first one goes so i will be going to the funeral here within a week uh, it hasn't really been decided what day it is yet, but uh, it'll it'll be good to see family again. And I'm glad that Jenny got to meet her, and I have plenty of pictures and videos of my grandmother holding her and talking with her and stuff. So. Well, it's still never easy, so I'm very sorry. Yeah, thank you. But my oh yeah is. We've already mentioned it, but we got Ginny's ears pierced. Yeah, her cute little flowers. I know, and she, I, whenever she doesn't have a bow on, people always, like, think that she's a boy, and so I'm, or, well, depending on what she's wearing, people think she's a boy, so I'm, I'm happy that we got her ears pierced because now I can... I can just kind of go through life with that and put cute earrings on her as she gets older and I just think it's so cute and I I wish my ears were pierced as a baby and I've I've seen trying to pierce children's ears when they're a little older. I've been through that and it's it's not fun. Yeah, same here. Um I got my ears pierced when I was like 2 months old and that's how old Claire was and I just think it was easier for everyone that way and if she decides when she's older she doesn't want to wear them she doesn't have to yeah that's what i told people everyone's like why don't you let her decide and i said that whenever she's old enough if she doesn't want to wear them she can take them out but i i just i know that i didn't want to put her through all of that whenever she's older when she'll remember it and be more afraid of actually going because that's how my cousin was like she whenever she was younger she was so scared to actually go like she wanted her ears pierced but 
she knew what needles were she knew what the process was and so like whenever she got there she was just terrified before they even did anything if my mom wouldn't have gotten them pierced when i was a baby i probably would have never been like brave enough to get them pierced so i'm like i'm personally happy that she did it um i know that that's like a touchy subject people definitely think like oh you, you know you're not being fair to your kid or whatever but i i personally think that that's um one of those things that's like a motherhood choice and it's not really anybody else's place to say yeah when, whatever you know, what's right or wrong whatever your views are on piercing your daughter's ears or doing certain things with your daughter that's if yeah. that whatever you want to do that's up to you yeah because there are some cultures that think it's like necessary and beautiful it's completely part of their culture um, yeah so i mean i mean then there are other cultures that do worse um that i don't agree with but it's like not my place you know? yeah so well i guess that's pretty much that for our episode today thank you all so much for listening and we hope that we were able to give some information to some of y'all who might be going through this whether you knew you were or not maybe we answered some questions that y'all had, and if there's anything that we didn't touch on, anything that y'all still have questions about or whatever, let us know. Send us a message, comment on the Instagram or wherever it is that you find us. Let yeah. us know. Um, so, in case you're looking for us, you can find us on Instagram at Learning on the Job Moms. You can email um, any questions, stories, comments, or suggestions that you want to see for the podcast to learningonthejobmoms at gmail.com. We also have a new Facebook group. Yes, and we have a new Facebook group. Um, It is Learning on the Job uh, Podcast for Moms. So look us up, and we're going to be adding a lot of fun stuff to that soon. Um, But, yeah, thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.